0: The Talksport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for further details. Hey, Spotifyers. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to another Swanscast podcast. And this week, I'm happily, I'm happy. I'm happy to say I'm joined by Neil from uh, Tykes TV, also part of Bo- Barnsley Sport as well. So thank you for joining me, Neil.
1: Thanks a lot. For, uh, thanks for the invite. Thanks for me joining.
0: No, all the thanks is with me. Um, obviously, um, I mean, you're in league one, we're in the championship at the moment in terms of the clubs we support. Hmm. And I think anyone following either club will know why. Um, perhaps we're having a catch-up today and that's obviously because Michael Duff has been announced uh, just under a week ago or a week or so ago now to be joining Swansea from Barnsley after a long, drawn-out sort of um, saga, if you like, Mm -hmm. of Russell Martin joining Southampton and apparently that's still not finished with the compensation. They're not 100% happy with how that's gone. Talks about going to tribunal, but we'll see what happens with that. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently they're trying to say when... um, when he was approached, Southampton was still a Premier League club. So, in the contract of Martin, it was like a certain compensation for Premier League club. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously, the Southampton are like, no, no, we got re- we were confirmed relegated. But the season wasn't technically finished when they started talking, so I guess that's the grey area. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, when money's involved, they all want to try and get the most of what they can. Definitely. Not, not delayed it all. <laughs> um, but for us, at least we've got clarity now. And I guess for yourselves, because it wouldn't probably have felt nice to be dragged into that sort of thing, yeah. um, even though it was perhaps only for a week or two at the end. But yeah, I want to get your reaction really, and maybe give an insight of what we can expect from Michael Duff. I know it's never necessarily a nice conversation for the team, that's losing the manager, especially when you did have a good season last year. Yeah. And hopefully we can just be very grateful for success this season, I guess. So I'd like to see what we got coming ahead of us. Um a little bit of a change of plan from what we were going to do this week. So we are going to announce a giveaway, but that will be on the next one. Obviously, when we recorded last week's podcast, Michael Duff actually got announced during recording. So kind of changed our plans on the fly. Um But yeah, we'll get a little bit of a deep dive in today. And we'll we'll go from there into next season. So first of all, Neil, Yeah. if you'd like to maybe, I know I did a bit of a long introduction there. Maybe you can let the fans know where they can Find your content, and we're maybe on Twitter if you're vocal there.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, Twitter, it's uh, Neil uh, at Tax TV, Tax underscore TV, and also at YouTube, uh, which is Tax TV. Uh, so there's a lot of Tax TV uh, theme going off. But again, yeah. w- once you search that uh, in YouTube, and a shout out uh, for Gab as well at Boundersport. Sport. Uh, he supports me, he helps me. Uh, his hard-up content, he'll put it on his Twitter, on Barnsley Sport. And it's everything Barnsley, um, you know, non-league and everything. It's not just Barnsley, but it's all non-league, Sunday league sides. So, full shout-out to him as well.
0: So, if you've got any Swansea fans that are up in that area, maybe something you want to take an interest in, checking out. Know? Um, but also, any Swansea fans that want to know a bit more than Michael Duff that we're going to discuss today, I guess there's some content on your channel that can kind of... Um, talk about how the season went for you under him if people are interested in going back and, and seeing what happened. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that right now. So first of all, we'll we'll talk... We'll, we'll kind of approach it. I've done a little bit of background research myself, but we'll kind of approach this as I'm going in blind and mm. for the fans that might not know who Michael Duff is. Mm-hmm. So the first question I have is, who is Michael Duff? So coming from Barnes & Swansea, from your perspective, who is Michael Duff? Uh, Michael Duff is... is...
1: He only in his playing career he had two clubs, um, Burnley and Cheltenham, and that's it. So a pretty loyal man. Um, highly regarded in in lower leagues, especially did a great job on a shoestring at Cheltenham. Um, after we had a disastrous season, got relegated from Championship to League One. We wanted a manager to come in. Was say, check it up, set standards, reset button, and just come in a fresh pair of eyes and that's what he did. I mean, it took him a couple of months to more or less sort out his style of play with the players he's got. Um, he preferred, Um And this is the weird thing what I couldn't understand, is that the, 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 he prefers to play a four four two. and when he was at Cheltenham, it didn't work out for him, so he went to three at-back, two win-backs, but he still likes to play two up-front, which were, for me, a bit weird to see, because... We normally have like one striker up front and playing off and kind of thing. So when he came in June uh, last season, so been here twelve months before he come to Swansea, came in. I was lucky enough to get invited to a press conference and wow, well, I mean, he, he walked in that room and he like owned it. He come from a military background, his parents, so he had that persona. Um, very well respected. I mean, they for all local media, what were they kind of thing, you know, uh, our local news, TV stations and stuff. And he just answered it. I, I, we're not dodging any questions, you know. Oh, you he asked, he, he, he answered. Um, and again, it was refreshing to see because normally you, you see some managers and they'll give you kind of a politician answer. And yeah. as a fan, you don't really want that. Um no. If, if you've played poor, you wanted to say, yeah, do you know what, we've we played poor, we deserve to get bit, but not to say we're unlucky and find excuses. Um, so we had a pre-season. First, you know, a couple of games, you were, you, you take it with a pinch of salt, thinking, wow, we can see what he's are trying to do with your high press tempo straight away. Fitness were completely different. It was unbelievable, fitness. I'm like, wow, these players are going to know. The... And I don't know if it's used this, Terminology when he's been at Swansea yet, but uh, sweat on shirts—that was his, one of his favourite sayings. He like la- he wants to see sweat on shirts. And after pre-season had started, we went to—I mean, long, long away trip for us to Plymouth, um who eventually went up, and we were kind. Of, he could see kind of what he was trying to do, but again exploited because we're playing beside press tempo wing backs, and players were still coming to terms with it. It's first home game against Cheltenham, ironic. And again, it was frustrating because we're, we're playing so well and it were, where's this goal going to come from? And that's one thing that they were trying to do. But the players that we had just didn't... I want to say fit... Yeah, they didn't really fit into it. We brought James Norwood in. So he kind of wants to mix the, the youth up with it bit of experience, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine
0: that's one of the reasons Swans have gone for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a, a, a perfect fit for Swansea. Uh, I really do with players that you've got. Play, You know, latter stage of a career, I'm not being disrespectful with that, but, you know, we, you look at some of your, your bright young stars that's coming in via, that'll be one of them kind of mixes where I think, yeah, you know what? You might add, add another one or two players in, you probably... He's probably balanced it got it uh yeah but one thing as a as a boundary fan what i will say is that the standards will change everything's professional it don't matter who, if you're cleaner at club to board at, a member at board at club he'll talk to everybody the same with respect um he'll never discriminate or like talk down to anybody belittle anybody is very humble in that that was one of the things he made quite clear when he came into club you know footballers are a privileged you know, wage and we're lucky to be where we are. And that's what he, he wants like to give them. It's not a an individual star player. It's like how you play as a team and how you play for one another as a unit. Um And again, that was refreshing to see as a fan because I'm thinking, yeah, do you know what? He's really, he's really not buying into it, but he's really getting into this, what it should be, what it's all about, the fans, uh, the fan base, for core, the culture. And if teams doing well on pitch, then fans Around it, are going to buy into it even more, and you know, attend and get behind the team even more, and it proved that throughout season as we went on.
0: It sounds very positive. Then, um kind of, in some ways, similar to Russell Martin, um but also I think a little bit more rigid with some of the stuff he's saying. But in the, not in a bad way, the mm. saying the military background and stuff could potentially be something that we need I guess going forward and it's interesting to say that he has a mix of youth and experience I wasn't quite aware of that part of um, what he could offer but that's a vital tool for any manager at Swansea at the moment because of our financial situation I'm sure Hmm. maybe you're in the same boat where try and bring players through your academy maybe one or two of them get sold on which is what continues to fund the club then so it was interesting to see who the next person coming up through the academy is, and maybe a new manager like that can find that person that no, no one's really expecting to make an impact. So that would be quite interesting to see. So before we get into some of his um, tactics, maybe the formation, I know you touched on a bit of it and some of the other stuff. Or mm-hmm. got a few questions myself in regards yeah. to his managerial style. Um, I just want to get a few thoughts on how you feel about him leaving Barnsley. And, you know, were you... Not that bothered or happy, you are probably not happy, but um, or disappointed, like pick-cutted, if you like. Uh, I was
1: devastated, if I'm being honest. Um, uh, I said after we got relegated and we we're looking for a coach manager, which I was manager, but um, I said that the next appointment is going to be cru- crucial before it plays, and it turned out that way because I think he got three manager at month awards throughout the season. <coughs> um, and again, is I I just liked him as a uh, as a manager. I liked him how he set his stall out. He had time for fans. Everything about him, he, he just... He bought it... I want to say it, he bought into the town culture because, obviously, it was being a mining uh, uh, town. He had all the players, and the first-team first team players, not the under-23, but he had all the players go down to Yorkshire Coal Mining Museum and he had them down there. And he made them aware that, you know, people are, aren't out there... Uh, a working hour to come and watch you play. And you're very privileged in training and having a, a football game on a Saturday or a Tuesday night. And you go back training. So said, these people go in working shifts, they're working days, nights. He says, and they're coming to pay very hard money. And he said, he says, they're allowed to voice their opinions, but they'll also get behind you if you receive it, again, sweat on shirts. After that, with military background, they did them up on Yorkshire Moors. Um with with military, with army, going through, camping it and roughing it. Um and again, it won't just under 23s, it will it will the first team squad. I mean, you don't hear about now, you know, it's first teamers up on late districts and Yorkshire Moors, right? But that's the bonding that he wanted to get and install into the players and then when you go back and you're playing football, these fans here will support you, but we need to see the effort you put in. Yeah. And it kind of it, and he kind of paid off. And again, with Duff, our our people, rumors were already going about saying if we don't go up, he will probably get cherry picked off by you know championship club, or if it had gone up, would it have been a struggle in a, a bigger championship club like you know Swansea Stadium and facilities and that? Would his eyes get turned? But when after we we had the defeat at Wembley. He said we we're going to like, look as ones and readdress it, but you know, the that I was saying, football is a funny old thing. Money can talk and come in, and you know, he's, he's moved to better his career, um, and you can't knock him for that. It'd just been nice to have him another season to see if he could have got us up at uh, second go, but yeah, unfortunately, it didn't happen.
0: It's just one of them things, I guess. Um, <clears throat> it's the same with with the, with the poacher, I guess, in this instance. But it's the same thing with us losing Martin and we 've it with cooper potter it's always the bigger clubs there isn't it to take. yeah I, I not to disrespect you guys but in terms of league like the, the, the people in the league higher or the people I might have just got relegated or who's mm. got the better chance of making me progress my career right now yeah in in a couple of years time it might be the other way around and, and and that happens doesn't it and it can be equally frustrating but for players as well um but yeah so he's obviously come from Barnsley I see he had quite a good um win record there 55.2 percent in the year that, yeah. that he played he, he was your manager in 58 games was so 32 wins um he also came from Charlton, where i think he spent four years but that was during the COVID period so it's difficult to kind of judge the full duration but 203 matches 40 uh win percentage there as well mm. uh, and i know he got them promoted by winning league two and i think they had their highest ever league finish under him as well in, yeah. in League One. So obviously he had a positive CV to date. Um, I think I read somewhere that before he did sign for the Swans, Barnsley made a last gasp contract offer to try and keep him. Is that is that true?
1: Yeah. Um, in a statement that went out Thursday evening, because I'd just done a live uh, with a guest, Ryan, and we were talking about it, because momentum were gathering all for a week. It was looking inevitable. So I thought, yeah, do you know what? We'll do a live. And I, I literally just came off the live, just closing everything down. Twenty seconds later, Twitter message pops up. Oh, it's just I, oh, you're joking. So it was, but read statement from uh, Nirav and uh, Julian, the directors, and apparently that's what had happened. The, the, after the I keep going back to when the final, that's when a lot of things started to gather momentum. Is that it? Gone out and said that. Interest was shown in Michael Duff after the Wembley final, which obviously a VIA kind of thing. And it were made aware in it. The board were also aware. And they offered, you know, better terms. To, uh, have Michael commit to Barnsley. Um, obviously, for what he'd done, you know, there's a progress here. But, you know, it's all looking positive. Gone away, thought about it. And then... Obviously, someone else has made an approach, probably more yeah. formal approach. And like you said via draw a Swansea, different league, an higher league, more, you know, I think it happens to any club, doesn't it? It's like what you just said there with Graham Potter, another, another side will come in for that. So you kind of expect it, but it'd be nice to have some kind of like bit of stability. But once that had happened, it was, wow. My concern then switched straight away to well, if they're coming for Duff, have they going to take Patterson? And yeah. it turned out, you know,
0: uh, later on this week that it did. It, I think it's quite common these days with managers when they move their, their coaching team, they're quite close and then they go with them like quite a couple of hours, follows Martin. Mm. We had the same Same with Steve Cooper left. It just seems to be a theme that kind of happens quite often, especially with the younger managers. They yeah. seem to have the same people supporting them through their early career, definitely. Mm. And, and that's quite a common thing. So um, going going forward then into perhaps how, how he's going to get on a Swansea, I think he's just come in, Martin's gone. Um, the first question kind of to ask maybe is like initially, not for the full season, but initially what can Swansea fans expect to see from him? What sort of changes? I know you touched on it a little bit already, but what sort of changes immediately may look to make to the squad, to the way the, the club plays and maybe even the style of football that uh, maybe we might show The I, I think
1: the formation will go for um, I mean I don't know what style you've been normally playing under Martin but what uh, Michael will do, he'll go for three at back he likes to have a sweeper keeper he'll have two wing backs he'll have a deep lying kind of, I won't say defensive midfield but like a deep lying playmaker he'll have someone in midfield as a A box to box and all over to get tackles in. He'll then have like an attacking midfielder and he'll play two up front. Uh, So it looks very attacking, but it's also very structured and we all know the roles and who covers in what areas. You will find Mm -hmm. the tempo be unbelievable. He'll go set off straight away. First 10 15 minutes, it'll be like a rocket. Um, That war that took some getting used to at Barnsley. It took them. Probably until late September, early October, we had a couple of months where it was. We had a good win, then we lost three 0 at home against Wickham. Then we had a good win, then we had a draw, then it was uh, a one 0 defeat against Markham It's like wow, this is a bit jackal eyed. Yeah. Then when we're coming into last stage of October, going to November, it's like Do you know what we can see what the players were understanding the roles better, um, the the fitness were up to speed. The the five substitute rule definitely helped when you play playing That's, that high I tempo think being announced for the championship this season as well. Mm. That so really helped. New. That yeah. really helped. Um and again when you're playing that high press that high tempo, when you come to like last play 17 minutes, you know, 15-20 minutes to go, fetch you on a fresh pair of legs straight onto that, especially if it's an attacking option. Um it worked it, it wonders. So what Michael will bring. He'll, he'll go back formation. It'll be high press, high tempo. Attack, he'll get a lot of crosses in the box. Um box. But he always always likes to play to up front, whether it be a man holding up and someone to knock off and run off it. One running into channels channel to free space up. We had Devante Cole and James Norwood in and out. We had Tedich. So it kind of rotates over. Yeah. Keep him on the toes kind of thing. But that's what you'll get with uh, Michael.
0: Um, yeah, just to clarify the substitute thing. Obviously, we had five subs last season. It's five subs from nine named this season, yeah. apparently. So yeah. that's a new the update. Um, but yeah, it's, it sounds actually quite similar to a lot of the things Martin did. He played five at the back quite often. Uh, mm. He did a period as the to four. Although he didn't really use an attacking midfielder as such, but you're saying that that is part of what he would go for.
1: Yeah.
0: It's an attacking midfielder. So That's perhaps a change that we can have a look at. And the intensity, I think, is the thing that stands out to me. Mm. maybe the biggest difference Um, we've been focused on passing, keeping the ball and keeping possession as our primary thing in the last two seasons you talk about the transition period maybe last into September, October Uh, we kind of have been up and down going through it for Martin's entire duration which is one of the massive frustrations fans have had, Mm. so a quicker transition would be far easier to cope with, so if it is only September I'm sure a lot of people would be happy with that as well um, so it'd be interesting to see if the players maybe they don't need to adapt as much as what they would have from a previous manager before russell martin steve cooper who was quite kind of defensive um rigid if you like hmm. uh yeah. he could play passing football but it was more don't get beaten yeah. first and then the other stuff whereas martin was keep the ball first and then the other stuff hmm. and that was a big change so maybe um it suits more this style now. They'll be able to transition into it easier. I'm just wondering, because I was reading a little bit that Duff can be more pragmatic. So I was going in thinking he'd be a cross between Steve Cooper and Russell Martin, somebody who's going to set up to not concede a lot of goals, but also then go and play attacking football.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, didn't really see... To be fair, we we always... I think you made that mistake earlier on, and I've... Um, when he tried changing it, he, he were like looking for a formation. Um, like I said, when he were at Cheltenham, he preferred the 4 4 2. But I think whilst he were at Cheltenham playing that, he I think he'd lost 10 games on go on bop at Cheltenham, so he then changed it to three at back and still wanted two up front for attacking. And it, it worked for him, I mean, yeah. I think at Cheltenham, he had Alfie May, uh, I think he was recently got a move to Gillingham, um, but again. Not an household name, but, you know, 20 goals a season yeah, for, for Cheltenham. So, again, it it kind of identifies weaknesses, uh, but it also identifies strengths as well. So, like I said, at Cheltenham, when he was losing 10 bob playing four four two, he changed it. He got a result and then he stuck with it. Uh, but when he came to Barnsley, he tried his free at-back and it will not working. Then he went to four four two. 4 Then he played a four three three, 3 and it, it were kind of... Oh stick to a formation. If it's not working, don't go this, don't go. And then yeah. when he stayed to his formation but he thought, yeah, do you know what players are seeing seeing the results? It kind of just went with it. And if it i have never really seen him ever play defensive. Never seen him play defensive. He's always tried to go and win a game, which I think that's what he wants as a as a manager. But then he'll not go silly gunner. or um yeah against I think it was Sheffield Wednesday he takes off uh, a striker but puts the next uh, d- uh, midfielder on just to shore it up you're not going to you know against your south yorkshire rivals you're not going to go full or when you're already winning yeah. so it kind of you know yeah i'll do that when it's needed but it's not uh no well this game's winnable we can do this or we've been unlucky but we've we've
0: get it as all well. it'll not go down we are trying that's that's what yeah. i liked about him so it's quite positive then, quite exciting really to to see what he can do. So thanks for that insight. This um be interesting to see how he can use our squad. He
1: likes arguing with yeah. officials yeah. as well and jumping down at the touchline. He never, ever sits down in, in dugout as well. You'll find that a lot. Yeah, you will find that
0: yeah. a lot. Very, very vocal. I've seen that. It looks like he's proper running the players through their paces in this pre-season. He's only been here a week and a couple of the stuff they've released on the social medias, they look in tired like, right. which is what you want to see i guess in the yeah. first week isn't it like yeah. putting them through their paces but one of the key things martin struggled to get on top of i think during his duration here was a 90 minute fitness out of the players mm-hmm. whereas we'd be very good for a long time um and then 70 minute mark the other team would come back into it and we'd lose a lot of games late or draw or right. whatever um so hopefully he gets on top of that and we'll see a team that can put this intensity in that he's asking for 90 minutes. So yeah. I think the players might be on a bit of a shock when they're, they're going through this in preseason at the moment. So that, that that's, uh, again, that would be interesting to see. Um, so we've looked at the formation potentially and the style. Um, I was going to ask, will we see pass in football? Because people often refer to the way Swansea play as the Swansea way. Ever since the Roberto Martinez, Brendan Rogers, Michael Laudrup kind of days, where we had very good success, and we were always labelled as a possession-based passing team, good passing football, hmm. which is why Martin was kind of brought in, I guess. Um, but is that a, will we see a lot of passing, or was it more kind of direct with purpose rather um, than passing for the sake of passing?
1: At Banswell, it bounced. It were a bit of a mixture, to be fair. I mean, we had Luke Connell, uh, defensive light player, uh, playmaker midfielder, and they linked up well with Erby Kane. So, again, the the, the complement to one another, but they'd like to play the, the one-two give-and-go, but then if we're an, uh, an option or a long ball on, they'd also switch it as and when. Yeah. Uh, one thing you're good at is identifying the weaknesses. So, no respect but if you're playing someone like uh, Lincoln City, and Morecambe, or Fleetwood, very hard to break down. Uh, they like were dogged. And it was kind of hard to get past them because as we were playing our game, which is like what I said, we play our game, the opposition were coming out to try and stop you. So we're like, full, you know, everybody were in their half kind of thing, they weren't venturing out. So you, you kind of had to adapt to play a, a quicker, shorter game, try and create a space because crossing ball into the box won't work. And you just you're just catching practice for goalkeeper. So it was one of them where it's a frustrating kind of game sometimes, but yeah. again, you're not going to win every game comfortably when you're in League One. Sometimes you're going to have to grind out a 1-0. Um, and if it means playing right? I mean, we've done it before. Uh, I think it was away at Fleetwood. And it was literally last kick a game. James Norwood, he just hit a ball up front for Acheson to run on turning score, and then whistle went. And it, it was one of them kind of games where you never give up. You keep going until the final whistle. And that was yeah. installed into every every pristine player.
0: Well, that's, again, good to hear because we fell foul of the opposite of that quite a few times under mm. Russell Martin as well. So it'd be nice to kind of have it the other side a little bit because there was so many heartbreaks. And missing out yeah. on the playoffs, the amount of points we did, could have been different, but obviously mm. wasn't to be. Um, here's the, maybe a question that's not so easy to talk about, but it's something that always you worry about when you lose a manager. We're going through it right now with Russell Martin, and that is looking at the players that you worked with before, essentially. So I'm just curious, is there anyone you see from your current squad that worked with, well with him last year? Some maybe favourites of his that you might think would be looking to follow um, on his way up, up to Swansea? Um, I'm hoping we don't go. Um,
1: but I think one, well, I can think uh, probably three players, but I think... Done well for you. Um, one would be Mads Anderson, a central defender. Uh, I know he's been linked with Luton Town. Another player, my favorite player, uh, I've got a lot of time for him uh, because he had a rough ordeal at Bolton. Went to Celtic, uh, went out on loan, and then he came to Barnsley. Uh, I've interviewed him, I talked to him personal. Luke Connell, a very, very down to earth kid. Um, fantastic left foot on him, very, very motivated, very driven. Um, I wanted to be a balance for SS career, but it's it's never going to happen. Yeah. But I think he'd be a player that Duff would like because he'd identify that kind of area. And another player who I think could possibly be our captain this season, if Anderson goes, it'd be Liam Kitchen. Left sided central defender, but also can play left wing back role. Um, Again, fiery, gets stuck into our tackle. I think that's what. Michael Duff likes but again is a player that I've seen improve under Michael Duff and that's one thing he will do. It's, it, it's when we went down for well, certain players there won't playing into the full potential but Duff came in and that's another thing he, one of his strengths as well is that he'll also improve players Um not necessarily just bring players into club and here you go we've got a XYZ player yeah. A player who might not have been playing to his full potential last season, this season, he's got time for him, he'll have a word of comfort for him, he'll explain, he'll talk to him, an arm around shoulder. And I think Liam Kitchen and Devante Cole, who got 16 goals for this, uh, this season, well, season just gone, sorry, um, two players who improved them to Duff. So again, not just the, the training, but they're also a man manager side of it. I think Duff... And players at Swansea, what you've got. I mean, I don't know what players you know who you might think hmm, they had a bit of a poor season, but I know if they could be player better. I think Duff will pick up on that and Patterson, yeah. uh, and they'll identify that and try and bring them back to the play and potential that they could be.
0: Yeah, um, one potentially is Morgan Whitaker, he's been heavily linked with the move away, so whether he stays is another thing. Mm. Uh, but someone that hasn't really hit it off at Swansea, but went to Plymouth and had a very good time there so we record him in January and he just still couldn't make an impact so mm. whether that that's you know th- th- there's something there that can be worked with a change of heart whether I think he does want to leave uh, but if he can see a future of being integrated and playing regular at the level he was at Plymouth mm. it could be something that's um looked into potentially but we'll have to wait and see on that one I was looking at um and only because I'm ex- I was expecting Russell martin to try and take Mac Grimes with him within Southampton which is our key center of the park sign so that kind of like everything goes through him mm. You're saying he operates with a cDM in his uh formation that would be the role that suits Grimes down to a T built mm. around that sort of thing yeah I was wondering callum Styles um is he one of your was he one of his better players or not, uh, not so he, he can
1: have him um uh, is yeah. not well liked at uh, no. Barnsley. It's a bit of a marmite Um when we went down, he was one of the players that that wanted to leave. He didn't really want to stay for cause, but he had a year left his contract and he went to Millwall. I think he struggled at Millwall for a bit, then he found a bit of reform. Um Styles is one of them what has got a lot of potential, but I think he upset a lot quite a lot of Barnsley fans when he were more or less coming out and saying ah, Chain is not up to base, change not that. I'm like, really? Do you want that in your, yeah. your changing room kind of thing? I know it's been linked with um, Watford because uh, Valishmel, who was to cover at Watford, obviously, what Barnes coach through COVID times. So he'll know Callum Styles. Callum Styles, they say it is a, is a midfielder, but for me, when he's played at Barnes in that midfield role, didn't really do it. He found wanting. Was position for me it more a uh, left wing back, left sided player, attacking winger. When they moved him into midfield, which is what he said it was preferred position, found wanting. Didn't track back a lot. Pretty lazy. And again, it was is the player telling the club this is why, why I want to play, rather than the club saying, well, you yeah. are this player. And I, it was just like one of them kind of players that. Uh, Can cause an issue. It sounds like, yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, off now. <laughs> and I think <laughs> if he, say. yeah, I think if he went to Swansea, I think if he went to Swansea, probably do a job here on the left hand side. But then it'd probably think, oh no, but I, I prefer to be. And do you really want that? Your yeah. club? I don't know.
0: Well, I was only looking at it. I was, I obviously don't know the detail. Um, mm. Thinking Macarim's leaving, there'd be a hole there. But if he's not that strong there. Then it's not really. Mm. Grimes, I would say, is one of the best centre mids in the Championship at the moment, so you'd be looking for a high level to replace that. Mm. Um, hopefully Grimes doesn't leave. We would need, actually, left cover because we haven't got a left back, and I've seen this squad right now. Mm. Uh, Ryan Manning just going on a free, so again, another big boots to fill. So a maybe player that then. could do well for you, then, if you yeah. if after that
1: left-wing-back role, I think a player that would do well for you is uh, Zaid Laresh who had on loan from uh, Fulham, and he's out of contract. And Michael Duff was very, very, very impressed in his work rate and his effort. And he oh. even went on record to say that it were unlucky that he didn't have more first team appearances and caps for Barnsley because of uh, Nicky Cadden and Liam Kitchen filling them roles in. But I know he was very, very impressed, and he spoke very highly, highly regarded him. So a player was out of contract, been released by Fulham. Back would possibly
0: be a good gap for you. Well, free transfers are always a winner, and we definitely need, even if he's like he ends up being second choice left back, we haven't got any. So hmm. Um, hmm. that would that would be a winner, I guess. Hmm. Uh, okay, cool. I was going to ask as well then, while he was only there for a year, so I guess two transfer windows, but what sort of sign ins did he look to make while he was at Barnsley? Um, how did he use the transfer market, and was there any key successes that, that he brought in? Yeah, um, I think first off, like I've
1: touched on it earlier, well, Luke um, O'Connell, I thought he was an absolute diamond. Uh, I love him as a player. Uh, James Norwood also came in, a player that we never saw coming. Uh, We've always been used to the youth model role. But when Norwood came in in his 30s, it was like, where does this one come from? Turned out that Duff was specific. I want this player in because I know not only is he going to do it on pitch, but he can learn the players that we've got at the club for that position. Yeah. uh then you you know you look at like uh Laresh, uh you know, left wing back role. Then you go McCarthy, who came from St. Mirren on a three, but he picked up a nasty injury he'd been out most of the season from I think September, October time. Uh started to come into it and then went out with a long injury. Is back in training now, but another central defender. Going into January, Harry Eystead, who's joined Charlton, he were another Another uh, good signing. So, again, this, this player is here. We had Tedic, Slobodan Tedic on loan from Manchester City. A player that was frustrating. First part of the season. Lazy player, if, if I can say that. I think, you know, I'm a Manchester City I'm a Premier League player. I, I'm a Premier League player, so I can do what I want. You're in yeah. League One. He picked up an injury, went back to Manchester City, and us as band fans thought, rate is never coming back. But he came back in uh, February time, come back in with a different player. And it turned out, again, Michael Duff had a word with him. This time of play, this is what I expect you to do. When you cross that white line, and I'm like, it's like a different. I think Man City sent is a different player here because Michael Duff literally <laughs> got into his ear and told him, look, yeah. you've come back for a second bite now. We can make you or Brett you. you come, and I'm like, wow, where does this come from? Uh, he, you know, so again, it's. He's very specific on the players he brings in to fit his style of play. He's not just going to get a player just for the sake of it, if you know what I mean. He's wanting a yeah. player to say, Right, you're going to do a job up front. And if he's going to be playing two strikers up front, you're probably looking at maybe four strikers in total because he's going to chop and change and alternate it. We got,
0: I think, Perot and Callan at the moment, and whether you class Morgan Whitaker as a striker or not. Mm-hmm. So oh, we've got Carl Joseph as well, I guess. He's come come back on loan obviously he was actually with him at cheltenham so maybe you'll start getting some appearances here at swansea as well but yeah okay so that's in- interesting looks like free free market and loan market making use of that sort of yeah. area then yeah a lot yeah okay that's good um okay well yeah thanks for all the stuff you've kind of shared with us today i got kind of maybe one thing to ask then um an overall view then how do you think that will get on at swansea i know you've given us bits. Mm-hmm. but generalising then to you think you last the season, to think, yeah, I don't know if it'll happen this year or in the future, there's something that you can do pushing on upwards and push us to maybe the playoffs. I think, did, did you finish you finished 10th last season? Yeah, we missed out, Which, uh I think, four yeah. or five, was something, two wins basically from playoffs. It was yeah, one, a lot closer like than it should have been if you had taken the last 10 games away. Mm-hmm. We were something stupid like... um Near more, more near relegations, we had nine wins or no, seven wins in the last nine games, and the other two were draws, and that propelled mm. us up the table. So got Russell Martin's move because he had a really bad run before that of something like four wins in twenty-one games. Right, so, right. I mean, so yeah, yeah, and then and then a nice like 10 ten-game streak and uh, it's surprising what it can do. So forgotten,
1: yeah, uh, and I think that's what Swans fans are going to have to do. They're going to be. They're going to have to be patient and you will see rewards. As fans, you could see what you were trying to do on, on the pitch. And I think the Swansea fans don't get too disappointed if it's going to take a month or two to get the methodology of, of the players. Like I said like uh, like I said yeah. earlier on, Luke, is that you kind of play five at back, three and two in back. So that shouldn't be really such an issue. I think the biggest change that you will find or the player should find is the, the fitness levels will be really really up there um, and again I wouldn't get too disappointed if say you know you go into September and it's like oh yeah we're a bit up and down yeah we're not, it will come uh, you just need to give him time um, and if he gets the players in that he wants and if, if he's back by board you know if he gets plays players in way he identifies um, I think you could be knocking on to playoffs if if you if yeah. the fans are if the fans are patient and if it don't happen, I mean we kind of have achieve this season. Last season just gone, sorry, this season, but last season just gone. And while we are victim of his own success. we're going to playoffs, it kind of put him in shot window, this is how good he is. And I look at it, if we'd have probably finished tenth, would the other clubs have been looking for him? Maybe not. But I think because yeah. he did a job such as he did first, in first in, in his fight first season and he were like a couple of months into it, then he started coming. I think Mm, got a few admirers here, this is what he can do. If you can back him a bit more, we're a bit better class off player, where can we go? And I think that's the, that's going to be the key element in that. I would say it's going to take him... I'd say two transfer windows. I think this summer is more about him knowing the players and what they're capable of doing. And then if you're in touching distance, which I should imagine will become new year that's when he'll think, right, I need this player and that player that position or this position and he'll go and do it and then you kick on. But I yeah. think two transfer winners he'll, he'll take with it. Plus, if and he'll also identify players as well, you know, he identified them at Barnsley straight away uh, and I'm not naming them because it'd be unfair to do so, but players that weren't up to speed what have been in this team action see, season before, it's said, right? you're going out on loan, you're going out on loan, you're going out on loan and it's, I want you to get 15 experience, prove me what you can do. And I thought, you know what? I'll take that all day long. I'd rather manager come in and see it. Right, you're not going to cut it here, but you're going to go out on loan. But you do it there, You've got a 15 spot here. Yeah. And I think that's what players do need sometimes. A bit of a kick up backside, a bit of a oh, reality check. I didn't know I didn't think I'd have been going out on loan. I thought it was too good. And again, it keeps on the toes. And I think that's what you need as a club. And and the fans will see it. The fans will see. Duff, gate the all. It comes on win, lose, or draw. It'll come on every full time. Come on and applaud fans all way around. You know, all all own fans will do that. And I I, I always stay there. I never boot players. Even if they play bad, they don't mean to play bad. They just yeah, have a yeah, the bad same. day office. I just, if they've had really, really bad, do I clap them? I might clap one or two. But in general, I don't boo. I mean, everybody's different, but... I always stay until final whistle, win, lose, or draw, because everybody comes support a team when they're winning, but when they're losing, you oh, know it's not going their way. They need that's one thing isn't it? Yeah, and and, and Duff and Duffel always say it in his press conference, or say it in his notes and stuff, fans, are, fans a little bit, 12 man, they can help, and it does work, you know, and he does appreciate it, and that's one thing he does relate to and keep in touch with him. That's probably from his military background as well and being yeah. at a club like Cheltenham is that he understands what it means to the people, the fans that will pay the money to come through and watch a game of football, which yeah. in this day and age is it's refreshing to wear. Well,
0: really he'll have his first big challenge when we take on Cardiff in September, which is not actually that far away. So mm. Mm. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on that one. know what yeah. that means to the people before we get ahead. And yeah. to be fair, he's got big shoes to fill in that fixture as much as um, you could say Martin's tenure here was not as successful as the previous two managers, not getting to the playoffs in either year. Mm. Um, However, implementing perhaps an exciting style that's got him is moved to Southampton. He won four out of four against Cardiff and that's like unheard of. So first time the club had ever done the double. No pressure, (laughs) man. Either club now in the South Wales derby had never done the double on each other until Martin. And he did it in both his seasons. So, Broke history and then repeated mm. it the year after. That's a, that's the big shoes to fill in the not many the derby matches. No pressure, <laughs> no pressure. No, but, no. <laughs> but um, yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for for joining. Obviously, if there's anything we can ever do to support or share back in the future, if there's any connections that come up, whether you get you guys hopefully get promoted and uh, yeah, maybe we'll have some catch ups then next season or cup matches or transfers, or whatever. Just give me a shout and always be happy to help. But really appreciate you joining me today. I've looked forward to it and um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And like I say, uh, anytime
1: I'm, I'm more than happy to come on and uh, gain the insight. So I think, yeah, all being well, we might be buying players
0: off for you rather than I mean you buying players off for us. But who knows? it we would might be nice now, and so. send you some, some of our knocking on the door players on loan. Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd I'd be nice. nice. We'll take about to get us up. For I don't know who minds, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see who he identifies as um, being nearly ready because i'd be mm. interested to see actually when he looks at our youth team to see if there is anyone that gets picked out that perhaps wasn't necessarily there or thereabouts before mm. that's might always be exciting interesting. when you get someone new coming through isn't it so yeah there's always there's always someone new with a new manager true true yeah. fresh pair of eyes and that and ever come in and ever looking yeah. it's like do
1: you know what if he could do a job for me and it might be just that bit of a push-up and he's well, i wouldn't see this one coming but a player will buy into it and like I said, under duff. you'll it he will get the it will get the players in, in their own self belief and the mental state frame of mind and before you know where you're it's like a
0: first team, it's like wow. Okay. Yeah. So quite exciting and good luck in your search for a new manager as well. Hopefully you guys can get the next appointment just as good as as your last and yeah. and, and repeat last season's success, but get over the line. Yeah, just fingers start. crossed. <laughs> yeah. cheers. how, how are you feeling it. ahead of the
1: Season. Um, to be fair, no manager at minute and obviously we've lost his, like, uh, his assistant so it's we're going to a workshop game it's this pre-season at weekend so that's going to be a bit of an unknown we aren't really signing the players at the minute and again, I think it's just waiting for where the manager's going to be to come in he yeah. might be holding off so I'm hoping that come this pre-season at weekend that either manager's in not stand watching game and then it's going to be next week because I think it's the as the weeks go on longer and longer, you you know, our season kicks off on uh fifth of August, a couple of weeks, and you're gonna be going and you, you want to kind of get a manager in what's understanding of players and knowing the knowing the players and the players knowing the manager as well and what they're gonna do. So it comes um, apprehensive. you know isn't it, it. Yeah, yeah. Too you quick. Apprehensive, it. but we'll see what happens.
0: Well, yeah, good luck anyway. I'll, I'll be keeping an eye to see if we get on and uh, funny story for you then. There's perhaps uh my uncle always loves to share this one, and then parties that you always bring a fun fact, though. Apparently, Barnsley used to be the football club I supported as like a kid just because they had the dog on the badge. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> wow, Joby Tatum. Yeah, I know. I don't remember it, mind,
1: but it's uh. <laughs> still alive. It's still his mascot on on, on gate on match day, so
0: it's still alive. Yeah, so i an alive and kicking. Yeah, keep an yeah. eye. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you very much, and um, I'll catch up with you again soon, hopefully. Yeah, take care. Thanks. Season. Cheers. Thank so you very je- much. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match is just finished, and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a muck nugget share box and a few tips with your mates. You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You win. Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport fan network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.